0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Datable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that The Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, U.S.U., former dating coach turned dating sociologist. you also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik as we explore this crazy datable world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Datable Podcast. We are Iwe and Julie. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. People
0: are like, I've been with you for five years. Who are you again? But we do have a lot of new listeners. So it probably is good to actually say who the hell we are. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. So we're not like random voices <laughs> reporting to you live from LA. And Julie's reporting to you live from San Francisco. So
2: official. <laughs> Just official. want to make it sound more
1: official. <laughs> if you are new to the Dateable Podcast, our mission is to get to the bottom of people's behaviors. Why do people do the things that they do when it comes to dating? And last week we had this very almost controversial or polarizing episode about Jesse and Cassie, who started out as friends with benefits, and now they're married. But the sub storyline is Jesse used to be this Playboy and then it turned into a family man wanting to settle down with one woman. Julie, were you privy to some of these comments that we got on Instagram, all the DMs that people yeah, were sending? I, mean, us? I
0: think you did a great job responding to that, but definitely share with people some of them because there were some interesting Instagram <laughs> comments that came in for sure.
1: I think what was up for discussion was was Jesse a player mm. or was he just a guy wanting to explore the world? And I wanted to just a address that there are certain things on a podcast we can't talk about because (laughs) they... You know, there's some things about our past that we just want to preserve and not for everyone to hear. So in my eyes, I think Jesse was absolutely a player and not a malicious player, just someone who just couldn't see himself being with one woman to shifting to wanting only Cassie. And I think that shift was very drastic. I also think this comment was interesting. Someone said, I always assume that once you are friends with benefits, you get put Mm. into that bucket And it's hard to come out of it. And I've seen this happen with friends as well. Once you're in the friends with benefits or in the friends bucket, it's hard to turn that into a romantic bucket. The buckets do not cross-pollinate. But in this situation, I think what was unique about it was that there was so much time in between Mm -hmm. the two buckets for both of them to evolve and develop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think some of it for sure is just stage of life that you're in. Like he was what in his 20s when he was more of this so Mm -hmm. quote unquote player. And I mean, like thinking back to a lot of us in our 20s, we either didn't know what we wanted or we were exploring and, you know, like experiencing life, whether that was multiple partners or just whatever life threw at you. So I do think there's kind of a combination here of the time, all of that. So I actually find it fascinating that this week, we're talking about dating younger men. And we're hearing from Lindsay, who's in her 40s about dating people that are like, what, like 15, I think she said 17 years age gap. So yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of really interesting things that we'll go into in this episode about just, you know, judgments that she's received, but also how these relationships have been freaking amazing, including the one that she's in today. And I think it actually actually did teach me a lot personally, because I think I have a little bit of an age bias sometimes that I assume that like younger men aren't going to be serious and maybe more like Jesse, right? Like, like more fuck boy, like out to party. But I think that is an assumption. That's not every guy in their 20s or 30s. Like that's some guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's contextual. For me. When I was 35, I dated that 25 year old, remember, Julie? And we met at Booty SF. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is not the place to meet like your life partner. So contextually, first of all, it was Booty SF. You're
0: going to shed light on Booty SF for people that don't live in San Francisco because every city has one of these. Like Booty SF could literally be in every city.
1: Julie, the place is called Booty SF. Do I need to expand <laughs> anymore? Booty SF is the place you go to at midnight, which is really late for San Francisco standards. Nightlife in San Francisco doesn't really go past 2- 2 a.m., so so, starting your night at 12 is very mm-hmm. ambitious because Booty actually closes at four. And it's one of those places, it's a warehouse space. They do mashup music, they have different rooms with DJs. But the crowd that it attracts oh my are, God.
2: Either, yes.
1: are, are either those ending their night there. So, you can imagine how trashed and, <laughs> and disoriented they are, or uh, the older folks <laughs> who, who want to, who want to, watch this safari of wasted, trashed people and I fall into the latter bucket where I like to just go
0: loved that place so much. Like I swear to God, like I feel like UA and another friend of ours, they'd always be like gunning to go there. And I actually just got major flashbacks as you were talking about (laughs) it. So that one night where the three of us ended up there at like four AM. We were like in the last call group. Do you remember that? And like
1: last call and the oldest people there, I'm sure.
0: They also stop serving alcohol. So it's like basically just like people that are trashed or on drugs, one or the other. The
1: only way they're open, they're able to open past two is that they have to stop serving alcohol at two. But because people are so fucking drunk and high and on whatever else by 2 a.m., they don't care that there's just two hours of sobriety because they're just, they've got enough to last. But that night we were there. I met this guy. He's 25. We had a 10 year age difference. And Right off the bat, I was like, this is not going to be a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. But he ended up taking me out on a really nice day. Mm-hmm. I think he tried really hard. And I, I felt like I kept – I was the one that kept putting him in the other bucket. He mm-hmm. was trying to push for something a little bit more, maybe not serious, but at least to prove that he was he was more than just a 25 year old looking to fuck, which, by the way, we never fucked. We just <laughs> finger banged for 10 hours straight.
0: <laughs> Why have we been talking about this so much? If you guys were on our live stream, this basically became <laughs> our topic. And I swear we're we're adults here. I feel like maybe that is the thing is, though, is like sometimes I'm like, OK, my humor could potentially go with someone that's like way younger
1: than me right you're like well my maturity level surely (laughs) surely is on par with you but my life goals are a little bit different how do we reconcile that but he was a really nice guy and I think I had the same feeling as you Julie as I felt a little biased Mm -hmm. I felt like oh you're not even 30 what are you doing and even if he was looking for a serious relationship I would have questioned it and asked why are you been looking for that when you're so young. So anyway, that's my my one experience with younger men, but this episode opened my eyes up to some of the things that we just don't think about, which is mm-hmm. just like in general we make these we make generalizations mm-hmm. and we just need to be more it's not even being sensitive to it, but just having a more open mind. So I think Lindsay did a really great job of prefacing everything with this is my experience. Yep. This is my partner. This is what I said versus, oh, in most couples where there's an age gap, this is what happens. It's not the case. She cannot yep. speak for every couple out there.
0: Totally. Actually, Lindsay inspired me to change my age. Oh, right. I did not intend to run a dating experiment with this, but a little what happened this week. So I changed my age bucket, I think before Mm -hmm. I was like 34 to 44 or something, or Mm -hmm. 42, maybe I don't really remember fully, but I basically went to like 30 to 48. And like 30 is pretty, I mean, I'm 37. So that's still a seven year age gap. Like that's still yep. low. Um, So I went both ways, both directions. And I started talking to people in their 30s. And I started talking to people in their upper 40s, closer to 50. And very fascinating like I mean again this is isolated two people it was not intended to be a dating experiment it just kind of fell into my lap and it was ironic because this week is the episode and I had two people one was a 48 year old guy and he like asked to do a video date and the day came around and I asked him if he would mind if we did it as a phone date first and then go into Mm -hmm. video because I personally have liked that better I feel like I can just like I don't have to get like dressed up for this video date Mm -hmm. like i could just be a little more casual conversation i think can flow a little bit better yes i get like video we do it all the time but there's still a little bit of awkwardness on a date with video so i like to like get a little comfort level so anyways i asked him if he'd be down to do a um a phone call first and he Mm -hmm. basically replied back and was like it's 2021. Video is the norm. Like, I don't want to waste any time. Yes. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And like, I mean, I've gone on like countless virtual dates at this point, and no one has ever put up a fight. I mean, honestly, um, what are we talking about a half an hour to do a phone call? And I was like, we can do a video after I'm not like a post video.
1: But the judgment...
0: I think that's what bothered me and I was just like, okay, so I replied back and he's like, well, oh, wait, I forgot the best part. He's like, well, if you don't have a preference, we'll do video and I'll send you a link at seven. So basically it was like, like, this is happening. Yeah. So I'm like, I was already like turned off and I'm like, exactly the feeling that you're having. I'm like, well, I don't really even want to talk to this guy right now. So I basically replied and I'm like, well, I do have a preference. That's why I asked. If you're not open to it, then maybe we just shouldn't chat. And then he just immediately blocked me and unmatched. What? He didn't Did even he reply. Unmatched he you? unmatched me. He never even replied.
1: What the so- f-
0: Anyways, not all 48-year-olds. I'm not going to do a judgment, but I think sometimes you think that people mature and they get older and it is it is on a person-by-person basis, right?
1: I just don't understand that. That's like if you tell someone that you, you want to use a condom and they're like, it's 2021, okay? Nobody uses condoms anymore. <laughs> gonna get
0: COVID, not an STD, <laughs> like, okay? What
1: the fuck? Why are you judging me for my preferences?
0: Right. And then he was like, oh, wait, because you don't have any preferences. I'm like, well, no, I do, or I wouldn't have said anything to you in the first place. Like, I yeah, would have no just kidding. done it.
1: It has nothing to do with video or phone call. It's the fact that he was so judgy. Totally, and she, he was still persistent in in the video date. Yeah, I mean, he ended up saving me an hour
0: plus, you know, of getting ready and doing this whole thing. But I was just like, okay, well, that is definitely like kind of you know a case in point that just because you're older doesn't mean that you're always more mature. And then mm-hmm. I also talked this like lovely 30 30- 30 year old I think he was 30 that mm-hmm. was like seemed like he's like yeah I really want to settle down and like have like this very like conversation that was so not what you would think of as like the fuck boy like parading around booty SF right so I, <laughs> My I favorite, mean I think I way. was proven yes it's a sample size of two but I was proven that like I need to look at people as an individual and not make those mm. blanket judgments on both and I'm sure there's many 48 year olds that would happily do a phone call so I don't want to like place judgment that it's all 48 year olds either but it was yeah it was it was definitely kind of good to see that in action this week
1: well then in this episode too Lindsay brings up the age there's like your biological age Mm -hmm. but then there's all these other ages you have one of them would be your life stage age and it just sounds like your other ages aren't really matching even if your numbers age could match
0: Totally. And I mean, like, I personally have pretty much dated within a couple years of myself, like any like relationship Mm -hmm. I have, it's been give or take like one or two years. Like I haven't had major age disparities either direction. I mean, I did have a four year gap with like, an old friends with benefits, the toxic one that I often bring up. And I think some of it was that he was, it was yes, it was four years, but it was at a time in our life that like four years actually did make a difference. Like, Mm. I was, like, 28-ish, and he was, like, 24. So, like, it did make a difference, I think, in that situation. But I do think, like,
1: also the older you get, maybe it doesn't matter as much. Maybe not. I don't – yeah. I don't really know. I don't have a – I don't really have a theory about age. But what I do think is important to bring up is people tend to say the statement a lot is – um. I attract younger, or I attract Mm -hmm. older, or I tend to date people in this age range. It's not actually that's what you're best suited for. It's that once you date one person in that age range, Mm. you psychologically, you open yourself up to that age range more. So you end up looking for more people in that age range. It's the same thing with the red car concept. If you're If you are consciously looking for a red car on the car in the on the street, you'll absolutely find red cars. But if you don't, you may say, oh, I haven't seen a red car in years. So it's the same. I think we can stop saying, like, I attract this certain group. It's not really true. It's just that you you are just opening yourself up to this group more and you're noticing them more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it really does have to do with what energy you're putting out, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a couple of friends that are with people younger. Like, one of our our mutual friend that we brought up yeah. that went to Booty SF with us. Like, she's dating <laughs> someone, you know, 10 years younger. And she's always dated younger. Because mm-hmm. she has a very young energy, I think. Like, she Absolutely. loves EDM music. And, like, she's, like, definitely someone that might have trouble with someone that, like, wants to just sit at home and, like, watch Netflix oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, it's yeah. It's just a Absolutely. different person. Personality. And for years, though, like I am guilty of being like, hey, I think you need to date older. Like maybe that's why things aren't working out because you're dating these 25 year old fuckboys. But then Mm. she found a 27 year old that wasn't like that. So, like, Mm. yes, I think there still is some of that out there. Like, people, there are known, like, kind of like people progress at certain ages. It's not like totally wrong to like make assumptions, but there's always exceptions to the rule. It's never going to be like everyone.
1: Yeah, of course. That's just love. Love works in mysterious ways. And we just have to be open to all the ways that it can come <laughs> to you. Uh, so before we get to our interview with Lindsay, shall we make some announcements? Let's we had such it. a great live stream the other day where we brought on our first community member of the month that we were featuring on the live stream. Mm-hmm. So he's our, actually officially our second community member of the month. But the first one we revealed to the entire group through a live stream uh ryan jeffrey who then it was like a multi-level reveal then he revealed the guy he's been seeing matt on the live stream so it was like a double double like surprise for everyone it was such a lovely conversation but during the 30 minutes we talked about we talked about finger banging quite a bit so you know like we really we really like to balance out our conversations with like deep insightful shit and then finger banging this
0: is how we can go old and young right this is how we keep it that we're we're applicable to all ages (laughs) we're transcendent of of it all but it was it was great we're gonna keep doing this with community member of the month we have already some people have brought forward two people that are nominated so we'll see who else comes forward they were actually people that were already top of mind anyways so definitely if you're in the facebook community if you have someone that you're like this person Like, they just embody all datable qualities. Like, they're, Mm. you know, listening to other perspectives. They're supportive. They're not making rash, like, men suck comments, you know, like, all of Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, like, that's really what we're looking for is, like, those people that take in the different perspectives and they self-reflect also and not just blame others. So, yeah, we're going to keep doing this. We also have an exciting announcement related to Ryan Jeffrey too. He was also the winner of our merch. Contest. This is rigged. Just
1: kidding. (laughs)
0: I know, I feel like he's been winning a lot lately, but he is also just freaking amazing. So he he, um the saying was own your baggage, don't just carry it around. So the merch is live. We have it now on, you know, sweatshirts, on bags, on a backpack. Like, you know, we gotta get the baggage in there. So we have a fanny pack is available, accessory pouch. Yep, you got it all. So if you've been waiting for this to happen, you can now get it at datablepodcast.com slash.
1: we should put it on underwear baggage package
0: i like it kind of the same deal own it i like it
1: what was that bring it around or (laughs) carry it around
0: we'll see if that's available maybe next week we give an update and so if you're if you're waiting for your own your baggage underwear then we'll (laughs) we'll keep you posted next week we'll see if that's possible Full
1: of good ideas. <laughs> Anytime.
0: The, the other big announcement that we want to make is that this week we have our dateable after show that's part of the mm-hmm. sounding board with the fabulous Ken Page. Yay!
1: We love him. I know. For
0: anyone that doesn't know him, first of all, go back and listen to his episode. Like, it was phenomenal. It's called Deeper Dating. His podcast is Deeper Dating. His book is Deeper Dating. But he is like a psychotherapist and he has been like in the like psychology today like author like he's in new york times like he's like legit and he is going to take us through like a workshop of basically like how do we d- date deeper whether you're dating new people or dating your partner of 10 years you know there's always ways to date deeper and then also how do we resolve this dating trauma like that mm-hmm. comes up and like use it not to hinder us to date but use it in a way to like actually date deeper and form connections with new people
1: Ken Page is phenomenal on so many levels, but it's real for me, it's really because he talks a talk and he walks the walk. The man went through lots of challenges during his dating life to now. Being in a loving, committed, strong relationship with his husband, but he's seen it all. He's seen the good, bad, and ugly. He made the mistakes. He survived them to tell us all about them and the learnings from them. That's why I really respect mm-hmm. this man because he's not just like, oh, I'm in academia. I can right. tell you about these theories. No, he lived these things. <laughs>
0: yes, he did. So, yeah, if you're interested in joining, go to datablepodcastcom sounding board. If you can't make the event, you still probably should be in the sounding board so check it out. We keep hearing from people just like how incredible this community is and we see it firsthand ourselves. Like I talked to um we'll give a shout out to Michael, one of our members. I talked to him the other day and he was saying like it's like he didn't even realize like all the treasures in the chest of this. Like he's <laughs> like every day I like find something new in this community. He's like I didn't even realize like the happy hours were like these like insightful conversations and like I don't know, I think sometimes people think like Zoom happy hours like freaking kill me now. But this is yeah. not how they are. And I think sometimes it's just experiencing it. And you know, like if it's not for you, you can always leave. It's not like you have to do like 10-year commitment. It's on a month-to-month basis. So it's it's in a way, it's pretty risk-free.
1: And for all of you new to us, new to Dateable, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to find out more about Sounding Board and what it is, it's a curated community that's an extension of our podcast. Something I really miss during during the pandemic is a sense of community. And just our live stream last night, you can really feel the community of what is presented in this group. The fact that when Ryan brought up Matt, people knew who he was. They're yes! like, Matt, yes! oh, that's the guy you've been talking about. It was so people fun. People all knew Matt. People yeah. were so excited to meet Matt, who Ryan's been talking about. But when you step back, you're like, oh my gosh, nobody's really met in person yet. Yet we're oh. so invested in each other's personal lives. So that's what I really think is, like, the biggest value from the community is that sense of community.
0: I think it's funny, too, is that, like, Ryan was in the general public Facebook group for a bit. And I think he actually talked to Janice, our moderator, and he's like, I'm interested in the sounding board, but I don't really have time on Thursdays. Like, I don't know. I have Mm -hmm. a lot going on. I've been I'm on a lot of these meetings already. I don't know if I want to do, like, video. So he joined at, like, the lowest level to just give it a shot. And actually, he said even just to support the podcast. Like, I'll go... I'll go when I can, I won't when I won't, you know? And now he's literally there every week, and he's upgraded (laughs) to, like, the events tier, and he's, like, there, like, constantly. You know, you make time for what you want to make time for, Mm -hmm. so I think when people say that, like, it might be that you just don't know the value yet. That's totally valid. But I think ultimately, like, if something is good for us, it feeds our soul, it nourishes us, we're going to make the time for it. Sounding board. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go into sponsors this week? Yes.
1: month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their skin seriously. I've struggled with skin issues all my life, ranging from acne, uneven skin tone, and now aging. And now with all the mask wearing, it's exasperating my skin issues. And then Apostrophe comes to the rescue. So here's how it works. You fill out an online questionnaire about your skin concerns, snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist creates a customized treatment plan just for you. Your medications are then deliver to your home. Easy. It took me maybe three minutes to fill out the questionnaire and upload my photos. And I've already started my treatment. And I'll update you all on how that's going in a few weeks. So far I've seen a drastic reduction in my mask acne. That's mask acne, in case you didn't know. In the meantime, get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com datable and use our code DATable. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com datable and click begin visit, then use the code DATEABLE as sign up, and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E, and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get your dermatology visit for $15 off.
0: So shall we get to Lindsay? Let's hear Lindsay's story all about dating younger men. Ooh, ooh, please.
1: Age, talking about age in this episode, always a fun topic because you can always argue age is nothing but a number, but it still plays into dating. And that's why our guest is with us to talk about her experience with dating younger men. Her name is Lindsay. She's in her 40s. She's been in the Bay Area for at least 20 years, originally from the Bay Area, and she's in a monogamous relationship. Hi, Lindsay. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me here.
1: Thanks for being <laughs> on our show. We want to hear all about your stories and your experiences of dating younger men. And I'm guessing the person you're in a relationship with right now Is a younger man, how, like, what is the age difference between you two?
2: It is 19 years. Wow. Oh, okay. Is this
0: like the first relationship or is this like a continuing pattern?
2: Not at all. This is my second relationship um, with um, a younger man. Um, I did have a relationship a few years back with a younger man who was maybe about 17 years younger. Yeah. And then my very, and then before that, I was married. Was he younger too, or was he No, actually, no. He was in my quote-unquote age bracket. So yeah, yeah. He was in my age bracket, whatever that means, to be honest with you.
0: (laughs) So is post-divorce you've been now dating younger men, or have there been men that have been in your age bracket mixed in also?
2: No, pretty much I married my college sweetheart, and then after... We got divorced, a very amicable divorce. Um, I started dating a younger coworker and he didn't know that I was in my 40s and I didn't know he was in his 20s. It was one of those <laughs> situations because I, I just don't ask. Right. And, um, and then in my current relationship, uh, we met on an online dating app and he already knew what he was getting. Mm -hmm. that I was in my 40s and I knew what I was getting, that he was in his 20s. To date in that, I guess to date
1: outside of your age bracket, you also have to filter outside of your Mm -hmm. age bracket. So I'm
2: curious to know what your filter, your age filters were. So initially I went in my age bracket. Age bracket is basically, it was 35 to 45. Okay. I didn't want to go higher than that. And the reason why is I think that men in my age bracket tend to be more settled in their ways. Mm. And also the relationship that I had before I was on the online dating app was a younger man. So by then my, I was attracted to a younger man. So that became in a way kind of a comfort zone, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I wasn't blocked off to dating a man you know, that was in his 40s, or even his 30s. But so what I noticed was I wasn't getting many hits. Mm. And it wasn't until I expanded the uh, age range to 21 to 55, that I just figured, you know what, let's just do it. <laughs> oh, you expanded it both ways. Yeah, I just said, you know what, let's just see. Let's just see. <laughs>
0: what apps were you on?
2: Uh, I was on every single one of them. Okay, Cupid, <laughs> Bumble. I was never on... Um, what's the one that everyone was on? Tinder. Tinder. I was never on Tinder. Well, that's
1: but where everyone, the young men are, them, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> Bumble was the one that I liked the best. And the hits were... I got so many hits. It was... Yeah. It was very interesting. So, and it was uh, easily from 21 to... Maybe 44, and that was the top. No one in their 50s responded, <laughs> and really, most of the men who did, um, you know, swipe right on me, were men in their 20s.
0: You know, this Mm. is
2: like a phenomenon,
0: though. I think it's like um, Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore kind of started it. But it's like a known thing, right, that there are younger men that prefer older women. I
2: actually think the whole Ashton Kutcher Demi Moore thing, that was because it was a Hollywood couple, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm. I believe strongly that this has been in existence for as long as humans have been around. It's just that (laughs) You know, Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, it became a sensationalized relationship. And it because they were celebrities. But right.
0: It cu- maybe kind of put it more mainstream or out in the open. Maybe there's a possibility of that.
2: I think it put it out into the mainstream to be ridiculed. Mm. To be ridiculed? Really? I thought it was sort
1: of uh, put on a pedestal. I feel like once they came out as a couple, a lot of people yeah. came out and said, this is this is my situation too
2: and i'm proud of it and i also think it was made fun of a lot too Mm -hmm. um to me more being the cougar Mm -hmm. the cougar cub you hear a lot about that Mm -hmm. so i think it depends on what you know who you talk to or what media channel you listen to but that's always been the relationship that's talked about Mm -hmm. and i personally don't like to be compared to their relationship in a way um I just, I don't know why. And I think it's probably because they broke up. <laughs> Fair <he> enough. And <laughs> he ended up with a younger Mila Kunis, mm. right? <laughs>
0: So the word cougar can't remember when Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher were together. I can't remember if I heard cougar before them or they were the cause of it. But there always like was this like running joke of like, oh, the cougars out when we I
2: really honestly think it started with American pie and Stifler's mom. Yes,
0: Um, yes, you're right. That's where it started. But I guess like that term, like, what do you think about that term?
2: I hate it. Absolutely hate it. It's very, it's a predatory term. Mm -hmm. You certainly don't use that one when it comes to older men younger women or any age difference of you don't use those kind of terms right but when it comes to an older woman and a younger man specifically it is um given that just really for me honestly it's um it's a ridiculous set of terms doesn't take into the account that These are actually real relationships that don't have this cougar cub kind of dynamic to it. Well, it also shows a certain level of judgment
1: because you in a relationship, you would never call yourself the cougar, but it's people looking at your relationship, labeling as so. So there's a level of judgment that you had no control over.
2: And there's a a certain amount of uh, framing it. It's Mm. putting you in a box, you're in a cougar cub Mm -hmm. box. And, and because of that, you'll always be seeing your relationship as a cougar cub relationship. Mm. Now you expand that box and not even have the cougar cub, you know, being put in that box. Suddenly you see it something as something different as not a cougar cup relationship, but as a relationship, mm-hmm. a meaningful relationship. This today.com piece, they
0: like featured all these younger men that were dating older women. And it actually was very positive what they put out there of like the reasons why younger men preferred to date older women. Like some of the ones that they said were that they were great partners because they're self-assured, confident, sharp conversationalists, not just focused on starting a family. There was others that said said that it like boosted their own confidence and self-esteem and then others said like older women have more life experience emotional stability grounding and are more like honest with differing opinions
1: well thank you very much <laughs>
2: seriously
0: <laughs> i agree also in sexual <laughs> prime that was left out
2: absolutely I and i guess with my particular experience mm-hmm. is you know, having been in a relationship with a younger man, it did not go well. Mm. And then also with my current relationship, which is a, you know, it's it's a thing that's happening right now. And I'm hoping that, you know, we continue to be together. You know, anyone would hope that they would continue being with their relationship, no matter if it's an age gap relationship or, or whoever, right? Anybody. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really, of course, I'm really, really happy to see and hear that, younger men are, you know, having such a positive, you know, having positive feedback about their preferences for dating older women. So let's get into that. I want to
1: hear about your previous experience. So not this current relationship, because you said it didn't end well, right? But you learned a lot from it. But it it ended in a way where you were not like opposed to dating another younger man. So it must have gone well (laughs) enough for you. So tell us about your experience with him.
2: Uh, My experience was it was pretty positive at first in the sense that of course you have this amazing physical chemistry Mm -hmm. Um, You can't deny that that becomes the hook is having you know, great sex Mm -hmm. and um, also He was an old soul Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. am a young soul and we just really got along and became friends and then he introduced me to his family because his family wanted to know who was he going out with and when he had said that i'm in my 40s that she's Mm -hmm. in her 40s the family was okay except for mom oh mom with his mom was not okay with that not all moms are going to be like this why but she was the kind of mom that had her She had opinions about every aspect of his life. She had control really over his life and wanted to know where he was all the time. You know, helps pick out his clothes, um, helped him buy a car. All those, all those kind of things. Even later on, helped him pick out the home that he would end up buying. And even determining how far he should be living from her. So that was kind of the the situation in terms of his relationship with his mom and it really became a real obstacle for my relationship. So
0: do you think though the stuff you described about his mother like how did that relate to you being in your 40s like that just sounds like general to me. Yeah, that sounds me. like
1: any any mom. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> that my sounds mom. Sounds like a bad mother-in-law.
0: <laughs> sounds like, you know, like a <laughs> Jewish mother. Like it doesn't sound that crazy to me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: Well, I think it had a lot to do with kids. Ah, She wanted wanted grandchildren and she couldn't fathom that someone in her 40s um, would be able to have children with her son in his 20s. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a real roadblock. Mm -hmm. She made a comment once when I had just jokingly said that, oh, I was going to teach her son, um, how to be more of a gentleman. Something It was something that, that I had said. We were playing around, me and my boyfriend. We were playing around, and that's just what I said. And all of a sudden, she got very upset and said, No, I'm his mom. I'm the teacher.
0: Ee. So it was almost like she was in competition with like maybe someone yes. younger she would have seen as like not
2: at the her level in a way right there's there's threat. I felt like it would there was a weird power dynamic mm. suddenly yeah. that was introduced mm. into our relationship It was more to do with his mom and me. yeah, it, it was it was it was interesting. And did he see this? He saw it. Okay. He saw it, and he was torn. Mm. He was torn by it has this come
0: up again with your new boyfriend
2: that's the thing about our relationship right now both of us are taking it very slow and I know it's because both of us aren't ready to face mm. the potential of having that kind of negative feedback from mm. having that negative the, the opinions it's very it can be very oppressive to me I wish I didn't have that stigma I wish Mm -hmm. that I wasn't afraid to say to my friends and family, um, even though I know that they accept it, but I don't know if they'll, if his family or his friends accept it and we're Mm -hmm. not even ready to fully be out about our relationship because of the stigma and right now in a way i wish that we could introduce each other to each other's families to each other's friends but at the same time the positive of not opening up a relationship to you know meeting each other's families and friends is that we can continue strengthening our relationship between each other without having that noise right
0: So I'm really curious about this children piece, because like this definitely, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have friends that are have similar age gaps that they're dating people, too. So it's not just you. But I'm just curious, like, has the children conversation come up with any of your partners that were younger? And like, is that something you're looking for in life? And then where are they at at this stage of their lives?
2: So my former boyfriend and my current boyfriend, first thing that we ever talked about was, do you want kids? Mm. I don't want kids. And that's a choice I made a long time ago, even in the marriage that I was in. We didn't want kids. It's It wasn't anything that I think is a bad thing. Um, there are pluses and minuses to having children. So, and it's something that I decided on a long time ago. So nothing to do with age at all. It was just purely a decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then
0: when you tell them this, like, what are their reactions? Because I could see someone younger just not being there yet, right? And then, like, maybe when they... to a certain age they start to think about that like have you had those conversations
2: we have had those conversations um so for my current boyfriend yes we have had those conversations and i think it really does depend on what the upbringing was to whether or not the guy has had or the partner has had uh, come from a family with divorces has come from any kind of family where there weren't really positive role models for long-term relationships. And in his case, that was not the case. He didn't have those positive role models for long-term relationships and for the outcome of the children. So for example, in his case, um, he came from, you know, uh, he's the product of a divorce. And then when his parents both remarried, they also ended up divorcing their partners. Um, But they also ended up having children. So his siblings now have to go through the aftermath, you know, contentious divorces, contentious relationships. But basically, he's okay with not having children. He's okay with not having Mm -hmm. children. He's absolutely okay with not having children. Mm -hmm. And that definitely has not been an issue for us. Do you know if that's like part of
0: the reason why he had his age higher? Because like back to like what that Today um, feature was saying is that a lot of people don't want the pressure of like being with someone that's pressuring them for children. Have you guys talked about that at all?
2: I don't know. But I do know he's dated women in his in his in 20s. And he did date a woman in her 40s. But it was it was more like a sexual relationship. It wasn't actually like a a full-blown relationship.
1: Well, the whole dynamic is so interesting because men in their 20s will say, I don't want to date someone in their 20s who all they want right. is marriage and kids. I want to have fun. And then if they're dating an older woman, then that question pops up a lot sooner because then it becomes like, is this going to be my future? Are we going to have kids, et cetera? So the dynamic changes. They're still the same person, same age range, but their dynamic changes based on what age they're dating in.
2: And and I really want to uh, point out that it's difficult to talk about generalities, to to say young men think this, older women think that. So I think the... The complexity of my situation is I don't want to talk in generalities like that because I really truly cannot say that that's how young men think, that that's how the guy that I'm with thinks. No,
1: I I appreciate that. I think that's a good call out too. We can't generalize. The pattern that we see is that these conversations are presented in a different way based on which age range you are in. So obviously you two had this conversation earlier on to basically like there's no fear around it. And I think a lot of times with dating, there's a lot of fear around these conversations at the beginning. You don't want to scare someone off. Uh, but with you two, it seems like it was brought up pretty early, and you know it was something that you had to bring up.
2: And I will say this, um, for me personally, I've always been a direct communicator. I do find that the younger men that I've dated in the past, straight up, they've always said that's the first thing that they really were attracted to. Mm-hmm. Not only do I look younger, than my mm-hmm. age, which is nice, <laughs> but I am very direct, mm-hmm. and that is a breath of fresh air for a lot of younger men, right? Um, I don't play games, and that. That I hear from the men I've dated has also been a big plus. Being able to lay things out on the uh, on the table like right off the bat mm-hmm. and me just putting it out there. Hey, just so you know, I don't want kids. I don't even know if I want to be married again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people. Let's, let's see where this goes.
0: And did you do that with the other guy too, with the overbearing mother? I did. And was it a similar conversation or was it very different?
2: He was very adamant that he didn't want kids. Okay. Mm. Well, that's a conversation he needs to have with his mom then.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm
0: like, because I'm in my mid-30s and almost late 30s. And I think about that too, because I feel like sometimes I'll match with men that don't want children. Because we have heard from a lot of men that in their 30s that they want to date people that are under 35 so they can have children. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if I'm attracting men that are either more important Partial to having kids or don't want to have kids because of my age. And I'm just wondering if there's some correlation that, like, causes people, like, younger men that know they don't want kids to be open Mm. up their age brackets to begin with.
2: Well, I would say all of the above. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly would say all of the above. I I do think that is a factor. I never actually really thought about that because I also think that there's the risk, not the risk, but there's also a lot of older women um, in their 40s or even, you know, um, upper 30s who are having kids later on in life. So that's not necessarily the kids, is not necessarily related to the age thing. I think there is a higher chance that a woman who is older may not want kids or may already have kids too. So I mm-hmm. totally agree
0: that I don't want anyone on this to hear that I think that like you can't have kids past 35. I 100% think you can. I've seen that happen many times. But what I have observed from a lot of men that they have the old you know stereotypes in their minds and not necessarily like new ways of medicine mm-hmm. and just te- like everything that's possible in today's day and age so i do wonder if there's like some subliminal like thing like based on if i want kids i'll adjust my age range accordingly
1: could be i mean it's got to be yeah i agree i think it may not be purposeful but i think it's something that people probably take into account when they're doing their their age filtering for sure age is just such a weird thing right now. I mean, I also want to kind of like touch upon with any relationships, there are challenges, Mm. but particularly for yours, what are some of the challenges you faced that you think are attributed to age? So I'll give some examples. I've dated younger men before. And I think one big problem that always came up was they felt like they hadn't seen the world yet. Mm. And I felt like I had lived a life. To settle down. So there was always this like waiting for the other shoe to drop where one day they would pack up their bags and take a tour around Europe or whatever, go backpacking for months. And I felt like I had already done that. But when I dated older men, I felt kind of like what you were saying earlier, Lindsay. So they were so set in their ways that I could not see myself molding a life with them because they were so stubborn about the way they do life. So those are the, like, the two age-specific challenges that I saw personally for me.
2: So I want to just, uh, I was thinking a lot about age. And for me, there's three different types of ages. There's your chronological age. How mm-hmm. many years, how much time have you spent living? Um, mm-hmm. you know, physically, of course. Mm-hmm. Biological age. How are you aging? There are Mm. people in their 20s, people in their teens that have abused their body and there are people in their 90s, uh, in their 60s who've really taken care of their bodies. And so you could say that biologically they are younger their heart is stronger than maybe a teenager etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you have mm-hmm. your experiential age what is the quality and the quantity of experiences that you have had in your life regardless of the years I will say that as someone in my 40s I very much sheltered myself during my 20s and my mm-hmm. 30s my world was very very small it wasn't until my 40s that I really broke out and just really established my own independence especially after my divorce and um, with my current relationship he has had a wealth of experiences that I've not had he has traveled mm. um, he did have that college experience he, so he hasn't been married yet that is something that I have had whether or not that is a minus for him I don't know But so I do look at age in that regard. So to answer your question, in terms of the issues, for me, it has a lot to do with to what extent will your family and friends accept Mm -hmm. that you are in a relationship together, that this is not just a cougar cub sexual scenario, Mm. that it is actually two people who do love and care for each other. And they have feelings and they're developing something together. So the acceptance of that, and then also my own fears, my Mm. own personal fears of what any person thinks of the idea of getting older. And and especially for me as an older woman, being with a younger man, I've thought a lot about, well, what if health problems come into play, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, well, what if health problems for him, come into play. Mm -hmm. Anybody of any age could have health problems. Yeah. That's not age specific at all. Yeah. We instantly think about, well, what if, when she gets older, what is she going to look like? Where is she going to be? The same thing that you could say of him, you know? So, and the idea of, well, you know, what if she dies before you? Instantly they think, well, you're going to outlive her right? You're going to outlive her because she's going to die first. There's always that assumption. And so I think to myself, and this is a kind of a joke that I that I think about, that I talked to him about. And I said, okay, let's, let's just hypothetically, and I hope this doesn't happen. Hypothetically, I die at age 50. And he continues on. Well, when he's age 51, he will have the memory of me being 50 And if he continues to be, say, 75, I will always be 50 in his (laughs) mind. He'll be 75.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go.
2: (laughs) And then the the other, and I hope this never happens either, but say he dies at age 30, and I hope that never happens, then I will have outlived him. An interesting way of thinking about it. I'm not saying I want any of this to happen, of course, but I do think about age, you know, it, it is it's interestingly arbitrary in a way.
0: Yeah, I think what you said is so interesting about like life stages. That's how I view it more is like, are we in the same life stage? And I'm curious, I think that point is interesting that you made that you kind of felt like you didn't necessarily experience life in your 20s. So now you're experiencing it similar to what you were saying that you kind of had the disconnect. So I think probably a lot of it depends on the individual people, right? And what they're looking for. for. Yeah, like, I guess, like, outside of that, what else has drawn you to younger men? Is it because you feel like you're more in tune in life stage? Or is there other
2: reasons? That's a really great question. I'm going to have to think about that for just a second. Um, (laughs) Well, I will say this, younger men do look better. (laughs) (laughs) I So there are superficial reasons. (laughs) I mean, when it gets down to it, younger men do look better. But that's from my point of view, there mm-hmm. are, of course, younger women or women my age who think older men look better mm-hmm. but in from right now, younger men do look better to me, and beyond
1: younger men looking great, <laughs> <laughs> I would assume, and I'm just making an assumption here, Lindsay, is that that last relationship with the the mom who was not approving must have been a little bit traumatizing right because it seemed like you had a pretty solid relationship and she came in and kind of fiddled around there so but still it didn't deter you from dating another younger man so beyond the superficial like they do look better what are the other qualities that you know,
2: made you made you keep going right and i'm really glad that yeah, i forgot to say that there is a, a dot 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 here <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't just be with one person, right? I mean, uh, yeah, right, I, right. but the dot 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 here is I have found that the younger men that I've chosen um, have been very respectful of my opinions, of uh, they mm. listen, which is, you know, if I'm having mm. a bad day, they are listening. Um, They actually give me advice when I ask for it. Um, It's almost like they step up to Mm. me. They step it up. And whether or not it is that it's because I'm older that they do that. But I appreciate that. And I found that the younger men that I have dated, and especially the one that I'm dating right now, they show up for me. And that's very interesting Mm. because I know that there's always Mm -hmm. that sort of Mm -hmm. a complaint amongst women, really, um, or not even just women, but anybody of Mm -hmm. whether or not someone shows up for you in your life emotionally, intellectually, just really being there for you. And so I just have found that um, younger men that I've dated, that I've chosen to date have done that for me. Whereas um, men I've dated in my age bracket haven't necessarily been there for me. Um, And it could just be because they are who they are. Maybe it could be that there's a reason why they were divorced. There's a reason why they Mm -hmm. were still single in their 40s because they didn't develop those patterns of showing up for women show- showing up for you know their partners
0: that's super interesting because i feel like there's always there's this generalization which i obviously is not true given this too that like younger men aren't serious like they just want to play the field mm. they just want to hook up you're not going to have a serious relationship with a younger man so date older that's like the messaging that's out there so yeah like it sounds like that's basically anything but
2: your experience though yes definitely definitely definitely
1: the way you speak about your relationships is different than the way most people speak about their relationships. You say, you use the word I chose, the men I chose, Hmm. it puts the power in your hands and it shows that you are in control. Of your love life. And I think a lot of times when we experience these casual, non-serious relationships, it's because we're also putting out that vibe. Yeah. It's that it wasn't (laughs) in my control. I'm just seeing if you want to hang out. I'm just seeing if if this could go somewhere. But I think the way you you present yourself, Lindsay, is that it almost it sounds like even though we're just having this conversation, getting to know each other now, you have high standards. I feel like Mm -hmm. I want to live up to to your high standards just by the way you speak about yourself. And I think that's the ultimate difference or I guess the the one thing that really stands out and has nothing to do with age, but the age part probably got you here to get this confidence and this sort this feeling of empowerment in you and taking control of your life.
2: Very much so. And also having very strong female role models in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom and my grandmother, you can go back many generations. I've just very always had very vocal... Um, strong women. And I very much adopted that. But then also, you're right. I remember being a person that was super shy, who wouldn't talk much and having uh, the consequences of being Not vocal enough, not stating what my needs are. You know, I was in a a marriage for close to 10 years, and I wasn't as vocal as I should have been. And so Mm -hmm. now I've learned, you know what, you need to put your cards on the table, lay it out there, say your truth Mm -hmm. right then and there. So you're not wasting each other's time at all. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think there's anything to do with age? Just because again, these are two isolated things. But I'm thinking of one of um, a friend that UA and I have, and historically, she kind of never stood her ground. But with this younger man, I feel like she's been kind of able to do the same. So I don't know if there is some sort of dynamic that's playing in that, like, mm. you know, like, I, I don't know. And I'm curious to hear your take on that. Like, if you think there is an age dynamic or you think it's just this would have also been the way you would act if you met someone that was older.
1: Yeah, I think, Julie, I think I know exactly you're talking about. And I feel yeah. like in her previous relationships, she wanted to be chosen. She was like, hello, choose me, yeah. choose me. But now in this relationship where the man is much younger, she feels like she can, she chose him Mm -hmm. to be in her life.
2: That's a very good observation. And um, I would say, yeah, yeah, I think, I think in terms of that would be a positive, a positive (laughs) aspect of, of the age gap, especially for a woman who. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that is very empowering. I think the other observation we
1: can really bring up now is that there really is a lot of stigma around these big age gap relationships that I never really realized because nobody really talks about them. But you know, like with people who are dating in the same age bracket, their main issue in the beginning of a relationship is to make sure that their relationship is a thing. They they want to make sure that it's going in the right direction. But what sounds like with your previous experience and some of my friends' experiences when dating someone of a large age gap is that you spend a lot of your time validating your relationship externally. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of all these like noises and all the, the societal factors. So you you may have a solid
2: relationship, but you're almost like it's you two against the world in some ways very much so. That's how I feel about it. And I have to say that it definitely in a way it strengthens your relationship because you lean on each other, you communicate about these things, you turn to each other when mm. you have those moments of doubt when my self-esteem just because of, you know, my worries and fears and everything just make me feel, you know, horrible. And so it strengthens mm-hmm. my relationship to turn to each other
0: another area i'm curious about because this is the one other like thing that you you know like the generalization that younger men are more immature and you might not be like on the same like wavelength and the immaturity comes out have you ever felt that way or have you felt like this is my peer this is my equal
2: um in my current relationship i don't feel that um that he's immature I feel sometimes that I can be immature, we can, have, how about this? We can have immature behaviors and we can have mature behaviors. Um, so yes, he's had immature behaviors in the sense that, you know, he um, doesn't always clean up after himself. Granted, you can have that, of course, in somebody who is of the same age that yeah, like yeah.
1: right? I mean, that's my dad. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, it Just in my current relationship, I've not... That's not really been a big issue. I have dated men's where that has been a huge issue where it's like grow the F up, you know, but yeah, Wait, no. older men or younger men? Younger both. men. Young well, okay, actually no, it. older men and no, men. Both. No. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, honestly both. both. Yeah. Both.
0: Basically what I'm gathering that this is not an issue. It's very set to the individual and it's a generalization again that may or may not be accurate based on who the person
2: is. Yes, and I guess in a way our uh, our conversation here is really more about relationships, but I understand that yes, it's it's almost like It's, we're talking about relationships, and one of the qualities of the relationship is an age gap. That's one of the characteristics, how about that, of the relationship is it's it's an age gap relationship.
0: I mean, I think that's like a great segue to some takeaways because what I'm gathering from all this is there are a lot of stigmas out there, stigmas that you have to fight on a daily basis. These, even these like, you know, generalizations we've brought up, there's a reason why. They're out there and that's a stigma, right? That like people are kind of stereotyping and generalizing based on behavior. And I think ultimately what I'm gathering from all of this is that like just like any other relationship, things are going to just be individual. Everything is based on the individuals in the relationship. And like you just said, this is just one factor of the relationship and it's not necessarily going to define the relationship.
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, I thought a lot about um, it wasn't even too long ago that interrelas- interracial relationships were huge stigma, and in some parts of you know the country, even it's still mm-hmm. stigmatized still. And I do liken age gap relationships up there in terms of the stigma, you know, and people kind of recoiling going, "Ooh, there's something wrong with that." I don't know what it is, Mm. but I don't like it. That's the feeling that I get in terms of the stigma. And honestly, I can say that, you know, that is an element also to our relationship that we aren't of the same races either. But, you know, so the stigma is very, um, I just wish that that wasn't a factor that I even had to worry about. I mean, there's enough, like you said, Julie, there's enough to worry about. In general relationships, just general stuff that we all worry about, but then to, to actually think if maybe my age is a factor.
0: I think that brings me to my second takeaway is like, I think there's always been this thought, and I've been guilty of this too, like, or more a fair, like a rational fair. Like, if I date someone younger and today we don't want the same thing, will they wake up one day and realize they want like a family and they want all of this? Mm-hmm. And I think really what I'm taking away from this conversation and then just other friends' experiences too is that every relationship is subject to that happening. People can wake up any day and say, say that they want different things. And if it's a strong relationship, you'll find ways to, you know, like make it work together. Like my friends that I mentioned off this too, like the woman at first had no desire to have children. but now that they're together, they do want to have kids. And it's something that they're like working through. And I think it's like, ultimately, sometimes we don't know what we want until we're with a certain person too. And I think like, just because there's an age stigma with children and all that, like that- can happen in any relationship, even if there is no age gap.
2: Truly. And and it does get down to communication and just being really, really honest with each other. And if you start to feel something different, you know, like, oh, well, maybe right. I do want kids. I don't think it really does just suddenly happen. I think it's something where maybe you notice something one day like, oh, I did see this child mm-hmm. the other day. And I realized, like, oh, really? You know, that's really cool that that you know, that kid was trick-or-treating with their parent and I wish I kind of had something like that. Well then talk to your partner about Mm it, Right. you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because if you don't talk to your partner about it and I talk to these, I talk with him about these things, then all of a sudden it will be out of the blue something like, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't know that she really wanted to have kids when maybe, maybe she doesn't really want to have kids. Maybe she just wants to have that kind of nurturing type of relationship. Mm-hmm. I
0: think it's like we can't be afraid to get into relationships based on these generalizations and stereotypes. I think if we're always looking for reasons to say no to someone, you're never going to get into relationships and then have the opportunity to work through things together.
2: Exactly. And I was thinking to myself today, breaking up over age difference, It, it should you should never break up over age difference. Break up because there was a lack of trust Mm -hmm. that you were betrayed in some way, but don't break up because of the age difference. And I also think, and I also truly believe, don't break up because your family and your friends say that you should break up because of your age difference. Right, right. It's It's not a reason to end a relationship.
1: I think my major takeaway from this conversation, and it's an observation, is that What is so great about dating someone who is not in your age bracket or who's not from the same cultural background, background, I like that you equated the two or they're not the same race, is that you come in with perked years. You're like, I'm here to learn because I'm guessing that we have a lot of differences that I want to learn more about. But when we are dating people who are similar to us, same age, same race, etc., we come in complacent Mm -hmm. because we just assume there's a lot of common ground to start with. So you don't come in with perked years. You don't come in with this mindset of learning and curiosity because you just assume that you have all this stuff in common. So what we can learn from all of these sort of relationships where people come in with perceived differences, is that just come in with, a, with this mindset of, I want to learn, and I'm so curious about this person, and whatever differences that we may have, I just need to learn more about that. I've had friends tell me, oh, I can't date someone really young because what if they don't know who New Kids on the Block is? (laughs) And I used to think the same thing. I'm like, I know that sounds so dumb, but it's like, oh, what if we don't have the same, you know, experiences growing up? But that is a great opportunity to tell someone about your experience growing up, who New Kids on the Block was, why you love them so much. It becomes interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It becomes interesting. I absolutely
2: love that you said that. To me, I feel that my relationship with my that my younger honey is so <laughs> exciting. I mean it's not, you know, it's it's beyond the whole mm-hmm. sex thing. I mean it's just exciting because we are so excited about, well, hey, what does your generation do nowadays or what is what was it like in my generation? Yeah. But the funny thing is we were just we like watching movies together. He has watched so many movies from like the 80s and even the 70s <laughs> that I've never even seen. He just introduced me to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> like, and now we're going to go on to Wayne's world and all the, you know, Animal House. I've never even watched any of these movies. So, oh so my it's kind of funny how he's broadening my world, you know? And yeah. meanwhile, I could tell mm-hmm. him, oh, yeah, I remember what, like a rotary phone, right? Right. <laughs> he not know what that's. And a cassette tape. Yeah, or a cassette tape, you know? Uh, little things like that. But we find them hilarious.
0: Yeah. Yes. Know? They're yes.
2: hilarious. So. I'm so happy you said that, Yue, that, um, absolutely the, the age gap relationships add another layer of excitement, of, um, mm-hmm. interesting things to learn about each other. So I absolutely yep. love that you said that.
0: I also think I mean this is a generalization I'm sure there's men of all different like ages but I do think because of the feminist movement and because of the w- new ways of thinking some younger men are more opt to treat women as equals and you know like have certain different different dynamics than older men yes. and I'm mean, again don't want to generalize that's not all people but some of it's just a byproduct of our culture right like back in the day like when Howard Stern was like the go to that's going to like imprint men's minds where today, Mm. the stuff that was said on that would be like totally misogynistic. And like, you know, no one would ever say that. So it's going to shape how they show up. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And you know, I will say this, Um, I appreciate the women, the mothers who raise their sons, right. And, and those happen to be Mm -hmm. the men that I choose, their mothers Mm -hmm. raised them, right um and in the sense that you know they're empowered women they are women who were part of the feminist movement who Mm -hmm. you know i i mean i do appreciate that i appreciate that you know these women's these women the mothers taught their sons how they should treat women um how they should talk with them and and all of that so absolutely i think that the The feminist movement did definitely do a favor, (laughs) a favor to Mm -hmm. men, younger men, and Mm -hmm. also, you know, for older women, older, wiser women. You know, you hear
0: that, like, men want (laughs) to, or you date people that resemble your parents. So, like, maybe there's something, some sort of draw of, like, the empowered woman if they were being raised by empowered women.
2: Great.
1: There you go. Not to say that
2: younger women aren't empowered. Yes. (laughs) They are too.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a
0: confidence though that comes with age. There is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there is. I definitely think there's more open-mindedness too with age um for but but also it, it's it it's I don't want to say that either because I also think there's a closed-mindedness it it goes both ways it really does that's true fair
1: enough it just so <laughs> it goes back to your experience yeah. age that you were talking mm-hmm. about i think for someone like you you've been married and you know what that's like and so you've decided that maybe you don't want to get married again you've decided you don't want to have kids. It's liberating to make these very concrete decisions and not have that be dependent mm-hmm. on a man that you're dating. That's where the confidence really comes from. You've made these life decisions. I think for some other people who may not have made these decisions yet, they're waiting for their partner to help them make these mm-hmm. decisions or searching for someone who who'd, would be on board to make these decisions with them. So I think it's very liberating to be at a place where you are. You're like, I've been, there, been there done that don't need it again I'm just looking to have fun and have a have a solid yeah. relationship the and partner. you know
2: I was thinking to myself in my lifetime I want to be I want to have love I want to be loved and I want to love someone mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate that in my the marriage that I had it there was love it's just physical attraction mm-hmm. actually wasn't really ever really there um mm. and that does count for something he really loved me and I really loved him and now I'm in a relationship Mm -hmm. with you know a younger man and we do love each other and that's all I think anybody really wants is to be loved yeah right I've just always thought to myself that you never know when you're gonna go right nobody does no one knows when they're when they're gonna go so I'm just going to do anything I can to make sure that the relationships I have in my life are nurtured and um yeah i'm i'm gonna fight for them and um i am very confident and i and i think that does come with the role monies i've had in my life and the wisdom i've accumulated mm-hmm. yes over the years um to realize that i don't have time nobody has time to cave in to oppressive opinions and the stigma um of what other people think about my relationship
0: I wonder if that is part of why this dynamic works, though, because like there is something I think the demise of relationships is when there's so much pressure for the future. And when you can just be in the present. And I do think realistically, like men in their 20s are probably a little more present, you know, or they're not feeling like that pressure from the partner. And it sounds like like... I mean, speaking from my own experience, I know I'm much more confident in like, you know, just down to like really like you were just saying, like, find that love and not have this other stuff. Like when when kids in marriage isn't the be all and end all, it does remove some of that pressure. And I Definitely. think it allows mm-hmm. you to just connect with someone.
1: Definitely. Absolutely. I agree with that. This is also why we encourage people to open up their filters with apps. It Sometimes I think like just because you're in the same age bracket, it's a very arbitrary way of saying your match is in this age bracket. That doesn't really make sense to me. So if you open it up, even if you don't want to go like the full 18 to 90 or whatever, <laughs> at least open it up like what Lindsay did, just 10, 10 down 10 up or whatever and see who else is out there. I think Mm -hmm. opening up your filters is really step number one to um, opening up your mind.
2: Absolutely. Open up your filters and um, really lay your cards out on the table. Be really honest about what both of you want and then develop the relationship, you know, develop it between you two without the influence of others, unless they're supportive of your relationship. Right. Love it.
1: Okay. Well, that's a great note to wrap this up on. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing your story and your wisdom. And if you loved this episode, if you loved our topic here, give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. We love that. Regardless of your age, race, (laughs) gender, et cetera, all of the reviews mean so much to us. Just a simple five stars or a little quick comment (laughs) will go a long way for us. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Stay Stay dateable!